All right, Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. It's uh, Friday, 27, October. <laughs> Coming up to the end of October already. I don't know what to say. We're, we're looking at Civil War and World War right now. I mean, you've seen the antics in the House, and you've seen the absolutely hair on fire with all the uh, normal uh, political pundits in the mainstream media, MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Fox, whatever. It's stunning to me the, the, the level of their willful uh, desire not to understand that the American people, by and large, at least 50% of us, don't want their version of democracy. I heard a guy today, I think it was MSNBC, and he, and he said basically, he says the regulatory state is democracy. And I just, I just wondered to myself, is there no sense of self-awareness of what these people are saying? The regulatory system, the regulatory state, he says, is democracy. Is there no sense whatsoever of what he's saying? Has he has no ability to self-reflect on this? The thing is, I've been saying this. Their definition of democracy is whatever they tell us we're supposed to be doing. has nothing to do with we the people. has nothing to do with what we want. It's government by them, however they want to do it, whenever they want to do it, with whatever justification they may have or may not have. They don't need a justification in their own mind. It's democracy. Therefore, get on the plane, get on the bus, sit down, here's your crayons, pay your taxes, obey, consume, Go into debt, and if you challenge any of that, you're anti-democratic. It's it's, and these people apparently believe it. Now the good news is there's a lot of people that have woken up. I mean, certainly I have in my journey through life. You know, you start out believing in the system and trusting the system. And then next thing you know, you find yourself the odd man out. You're going, wait a minute, I, I, I've been demonized by my own government that I've supported. I've been demonized by the very government that I've been supporting and working for and paying taxes for and obeying and supporting and this and that and the other thing. And now I'm on a list. And, and I'm the odd man out? My dad served in the Navy. My mom was in the Foreign Service, State Department. I do what I do. I don't talk about my employer. My son serves, but now we're the odd man. We're, we're the enemy. We're the, literally the enemy of the state. We become the enemy of the state. It's not just the J6ers. It's not just Trump. It's basically 50% of Americans that are now, now the enemy of the state. And I hope and pray that the rest of the people wake up. I really am waiting for the churches to wake up. I'm waiting for the pastors to wake up. They're so shy. And I'll know they wake up when they get in the news. I'll know they wake up when they get arrested. Uh, there's a pastor in Canada. I believe he's originally from Poland. And he, he's a, he runs a, I don't know, a, a feeding shelter for the, for the homeless up in, up in Alberta. He's been arrested several times. Why? Because he says, I'm going to keep preaching the gospel. I'm going to keep having church services. I'm going to keep feeding the poor. But he violated the COVID <laughs> mandates. And they threw him in jail. How come you don't have 10,000 pastors that have been thrown in jail in Canada or in the U.S.? Took a guy from Poland, a preacher from Poland, to come over here and show us how it's done? 
I'll know the churches are awake when the preachers start getting thrown in jail. And there ain't many out there. I know they're 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 they're, they're going to wake up when their church is firebombed by Antifa and BLM. Then I'll know they're going to wake up. I'll know they're awake when when they get charged with hate crimes for preaching uh, exactly what comes out of the Holy Scriptures. I'll know the pastors are waking up when when half of their congregation walks out the door and begins demonstrating in front of their own church on Sunday morning, demanding that the hate pastor go away. That's when I know the, the church is waking up. Not until then. I want the black robe regiment to rise up. Where are the preachers? Hiding behind their pulpit. They don't want to be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. Because so, you'll offend somebody. Being inoffensive is not a Christian virtue. Being inoffensive has never been a Christian virtue. Go read the Gospels. Go read Jesus Christ. Go read Jeremiah. Go read Ezekiel. Go read Elijah. Go read about Elisha. Go read about uh, Moses, who, who started off his career as a race murderer. Being inoffensive is not a Christian virtue. Never has been, never will be. Because the only person that you're inoffensive to, you're inoffensive to Satan, you're inoffensive to the Antichrist, and you're of great offense to Jesus Christ and His Word. You're of great offense to Jesus Christ and His Word when you deny His words by action or omission. Oh, we don't want to talk about John 8, 44 No, 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 that's anti-Semitic. We need to keep the Antichrist happy. Antichrist be very mad at me if I preach about John 8, 44. So by omission, the church denies the words of Jesus Christ. I'm not getting off this topic. This is the one thing that Satan hates. He hates being pointed out. He hates that his children are pointed out. He hates that his synagogue is pointed out. We're supposed to ignore them and pretend that they're not ruling. We're supposed to pretend that there's no Antichrist ruling now. We're supposed to pretend that, oh, they're, they're poor, persecuted minority. And they're nothing but liars and murderers going all the way back, all the way back to, to, to the Exodus. Stephen pointed it out. He said, hey, it wasn't God Almighty. It wasn't God Almighty that you worshipped when you came out of Egypt, was it, O house of Israel? You had the star of your God, Ramphat, which is on the flag of Israel today. It's a demon star. David had no star. David worshipped Jesus Christ. You got the same demon star on the state of Israel's flag as Stephen talked about in Acts chapter 7 as they brought out of the, out of the land of Egypt with the star of their God, Ramphat. Oh, but the church won't say that. No, 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 because that's anti-Semitic. That's the number one rule for the church. I want to cuss right now. I want to cuss. Heck with the word of God. The preachers say, heck with the word of God. I will never be anti-Semitic. Those children of the devil are actually God's people. Well, you've converted. You've already converted. You're a Judeo-Christian. Judaism is anti-Christ. Judas Iscariot betrayed Jesus Christ by siding with the Jews. Preacher. And he was a preacher. Oh, and he had a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He converted people. At the end of the day, he sided with the Jews. That is the biblical definition of treason against Jesus Christ and is committed by preachers. It's committed by preachers.
Judas Iscariot was a preacher. He knew Jesus Christ better than you. Saw more miracles than you did. Saw more people converted to Jesus Christ than you ever have. Healed the sick. He cast out devils in the name of Jesus Christ. And then he turns his back. He says, no, I'm going to go side with the Jews. This is the sin the church has. Forget your cigarettes. I don't care about your cigarettes. I don't care if you're a 20-pack-a-day cigarette dude or whatever your sins are. You side with the Jews, that's treason against Jesus Christ. Don't give me your little cigarette problem. I don't want to hear about it. Go talk to Peter about it. Peter sees Jesus Jesus, get away from me. I'm a sinful dude. I'm a sinful man. Go talk to David. Go talk to David and tell me about your sins. I don't want to hear about your sins. Those men were loyal unto death. We did not join a morality club. We did not join a morality club to get better morality. You don't need this for that. We've sworn oaths of allegiance to a man, a God named Jesus Christ. If you can't do that, get out. Cigarettes. You got a cigarette problem. I don't want to hear about your cigarette problem. Preacher, you need to go and you need to read what Jesus Christ said and you say the most offensive things that Jesus Christ said. Otherwise, I don't want to hear about it. You're not loyal to Him. You're, you pick and choose what you want. You pick and choose what you want because, oh, the Jews will like me. I'm going to say what the Jews want me to say. I don't want to be inoffensive. I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be sexist. I don't want to be homophobic. I want to be diverse and tolerant. And you've lined up your morality with the house of Satan. But when the words of Jesus Christ come out, you run and you hide because you're ashamed of what he said. Revelation 2.9, Revelation 3.9, John 8.44, the whole chapter of the, chapter 8 of John 31-59, through 59, you're ashamed that you won't say it. He looks at these people who call themselves Jews and he says, you're the synagogue, you're the very synagogue of Satan, you're the devil's children. And he tells you right there in John chapter 8, they're not even descendants of Jacob. These people he was talking about, they were not even descendants of Jacob. But you won't preach that. Because you support the lie of modern people who call themselves Jews that are not. But, but the words of Jesus Christ are too strong for you. Oh, Jesus doesn't understand what Jeremiah said. Jesus didn't understand what Isaiah said. Jesus didn't understand the prophets or the Psalms. No, Jesus was really ignorant of them. But I have the enlightenment, and so I'm going to ignore and explain away what Jesus Christ said in John 8, 44, and Revelation 2, 9, and Revelation 3, 9, because I want the Jews to be happy. And if somebody calls me an anti-Semite and I end up in the front page of the newspaper, uh, half my church is going to walk around. I'll know when the evangelical church is serious, when half your churches walk out. Until then, I don't want to hear about it. We've been brainwashed for generations by Satan and his church that a group of people who simply identify as, you know what, God puts it in your face. 
God is putting it in your face. Men and women come along and they identify as the opposite sex. And you laugh and you mock and you ridicule and you got the same group of people coming along and they identify as and you just bow down and worship them because they identify as. Anybody that comes along and rejects Jesus Christ is by definition antichrist. And if you reject the son, you do not have the father. This is this is foundational. This is foundational of our loyalty. I'm not going to say it's foundational of the Christian religion. I'm not interested in the Christian religion. I've sworn an oath of loyalty to God. And that God is embodied and manifested as Jesus Christ. I did not join a morality club. I did not join a religion. I've sworn an oath worthy of my life to Jesus Christ. You want a morality club? Join Alcohol Anonymous, whatever it's called. You want to you want to fit in. You want to feel good. You want to be loved. Go to a bar. Go find your favorite bar and fit in and be loved. And play a little bit of pool and drink a couple beers. They'll love you. Go find some friends, man. Go find some friends. Go join a, a soccer club. Go join a, 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 a what's that walking club? You walk around and you get done and you drink beer. I mean, that's a lot of fun. You make some good friends that way. You want to feel love? Go join. Go join. I don't know a, a youth basketball. Whatever. You go back and you read the Gospels. Go read it with new eyes. Jesus Christ did not bend over backwards in any way, shape, or form to make you feel good or loved or accepted. Oh, but Jesus loved and accepted. Yeah, okay, fine. But he went out and he did things to purposely drive his own disciples away. Eat my flesh and drink my blood. Oh, no, but we can't say that. He said, hey, look, you want to go? You want to leave? John chapter 6-ish, I don't know, I can't remember. Many of his disciples turned and they walked away. I said, dude, you're crazy. You're out of your gourd. He looks at the 12 and he says, you want to leave too? Knock yourselves out. Go for it. Blessed are those who are not offended by what Jesus Christ said. We are in exciting times. You've prayed for revival for generations. Your ancestors prayed for revival. Your mom and pops prayed for revival. Your grandparents prayed for revival. Oh God, send a revival to America. We're going to hell. Well, he's going to send revival, but it's going to cost you something. We're going to go through a, a, a great tribulation in this country, and it's already started. But it's not really going to start until the church wakes up and said, you know what, we're done. We're not following the devil anymore. We're not going to bend the knee to the Antichrist anymore. Y'all are waiting for the Antichrist and the Antichrist rules today. Y'all are hoping he's still coming. Oh, he's not here yet. Oh, he's not here yet. We're going to get raptured away. And it's, and it's, it's, it's deception, it's lies, and it's, and, it's, and it's cowardice. Antichrist and the beast are here in full in force. And they mock you and they ridicule you over your weakness. Pastor. Because you won't stand up and say what Jesus Christ said. And you send your kids to the public schools and they got tranny story hour and you can't do anything about it. They mock you. They find the most stupid person 
say that in a technical sense, and make her the uh, uh, press spokesman for the White House because she's not intelligent enough to take your question seriously. <laughs> they put congressmen, senators in like Fetterman, right out of the casting for the Adams family. They put uh, Joe Biden in there because no, everybody knows he has, he, he, he neither knows nor cares what's going on. He's openly corrupt, and everybody knows it, including the MSNBCs and the CNNs and everything. Everybody knows it. And the church is silent. Oh, you know, we don't want to get involved in politics. You got all the excuses, all excuses. Meanwhile, your, your parishioners, they, they, go, they, they send their kids to school, and they're getting the tranny story hour. Oh, it's getting so evil. The rapture's coming soon. Dude, No. You're not getting raptured. You're not getting raptured out of here. And the kids and the grandkids of your parishioners are going to go to hell because they're going to these government schools and learning about tra learning how to be a tranny. And you can't figure out what to do. Well, you here's here's what here's what I did. I'll just tell you what I did. I read the Bible and I opened up my mouth and I started speaking about what's coming out of the Bible. And all hell comes after me. The synagogue of hate, Satan comes after me. If the synagogue of Satan is not after you, dude, check it, check it, and see whose side you're on. If you're not hated by the people that hated Jesus Christ and Stephen and Peter and Paul, read the book of Acts. There's a problem. The book of Acts is an eternal book. It's not a temporary book. It's not like, oh, you know, this would happen 2,000 years ago, and boop, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, historical knowledge. No, 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 no. The book of Acts is eternal. It's forever. The book of Acts identifies the eternal enemy. The book of Acts identifies the people that have sided with Satan to carry out Satan's work and plan on this earth. And you'll sit there and you'll preach to your congregation, your God's, your, the hands and feet of Jesus, we need to get out there and talk and help and feed. And yet the Bible very clearly talks about the children of Satan, the seed of the serpent, and the synagogue of Satan, and you act like they're God's holy kids. Think about it. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.